You're listening to an Irreverent Media Podcast. Go to irreverent.fm for more content from our friends. Hello, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Kevin. And, and we're, we're your favorite, favorite aunts. aunts. We finally nailed it. We did it. Okay, we're two best friends who have a lot in common and a lot on our mind. And each week we're going to tell you what is on said minds, pop culture, Christian subculture, everything in between. And also we ask, uh, we answer some questions from listeners, people like you. And like your favorite aunts, we've got lots of opinions and a few drinks in us. Because it's um, it's more fun that way, right? So let's get into <laughs> it. This is a new episode of Your Favorite Aunts. Good afternoon, ladies, gentlemen, and ladies and gentle bems. This is another episode of Your Favorite Ants. I'm Kevin Garcia. Hi, and I am the other ant, Sarah. I don't know why there was a weird pause before my name. It's okay. You know, sometimes things just get a little weird and it's fine. I think this program has a little bit of a delay on it, but you know, that's never stopped us before. Never. Mm-mm. It's mm-hmm. true. Also, there's a hum in my room that I don't like, but that's okay. Mm. We'll work it out. Anyways, we're so glad to be here live. We with, are. Um, this is the first time we're doing this on YouTube. And the first time we're doing this on anywhere else. So if you're watching this live, let's go ahead and say hello. Uh, Please say the, hello. Yeah, say hello in the comments on the stream. Because we want to hear from you as we're talking. Because um, we want to make this an interactive, sensational, um, magical situation. Right? Yeah. We want this an enjoyable experience for you, for us, for the world. Yeah. And uh, if nobody watches it, maybe we'll stop doing it live. We don't know. We're going to try some things out and see know. what works. Yeah, this is the first time trying it live. And so I didn't even, um, I will be honest, I just finished driving. I was all the way up in Paso Robles, which is about four hours away. And so Paso I Robles. ran in the door. Paso Robles. Paseo uh, Robles. Anyway, I don't want to butcher it and offend an entire people group. But oh it God. is a beautiful area, wine country um, but Central Coast. And um, so I, w- I didn't even get a chance to like put it out to my fan base, which is a little bit smaller than your fan base. Um, you know, the lady who has 20K followers. Girl, I didn't know it was going to happen. That was like, that's wild to me. Like, honestly, it's- truly 100%. That is bonkers to me. to me. I, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. But also it's like, what? <laughs> I'm just an idiot on the internet, but also speaking of, um, (laughs) idiot on the internet, this is our, um, weekly live. Like we try to go live weekly, but we've decided this is a chance for people to ask questions. So I want to make sure at the top of the show Mm -hmm. that we, um, if anyone has any questions that they make sure they put it. Yeah. Go ahead and put it in the comments. We're going to see it over on our side and, um, we can actually bring comments on screen and read them so please um, and if you're watching live please go ahead and say hello in the comments so we can see those coming in yeah because um, we're learning yeah we are learning and I'd love to see what comes in um, anyway so as per usual every single week we want to check in and we want to say hey, oh how the hell are you Sarah and also if you're listening to this how the hell are y'all tell us in yeah. the comments how are you feeling tell us how the hell you are yeah. Um, I'm good. I'm 
pretty tired. I stayed up late, but I had an incredible, um, just really almost like 24 hours. I 48 hours. I went to see my friends, the McCargs, um, yes. from the Cozy Ro- Robot Show. Um, and Mike McCarg has been a dear friend of mine for years. And so I was going all the way up, like I said, up mm-hmm. north. And so I stopped at their house in LA and spent the evening with them and night with them and stayed up. Jilly. Wait, we stayed up really late because it was just like, and not like out. I think you were laughing at me because we didn't, it's not like we had anything to drink. We just stayed up till two in the morning talking, drinking water and laughing. And it was just delightful and wonderful and fun. And then yesterday met up with um, Dr. Robin and Mm. who is just an incredible human and their partner, Aaron. And it was one of those like really great experiences where you um, know someone, but you don't know their partner, but you kind of know someone, but you don't know them really well. Mm -hmm. And so we joked, it was like a a friendship first date for us, but I brought my dog and it was. And she brought her partner. So they brought the partner. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Um, And so it turned out just to be a delightful, a delightful trip. And I actually got myself a nice hotel room. Hello. Pamper thyself, ma. Yes. And in the middle of the day, uh, Dr. Robin's practice is to take a siesta. Mm -hmm. So in the middle of the day, we went back to our hotels and I went swimming in the pool. There was no one there. It was all by myself. Just swimming in the pool. Listen, that's the only time I want to sing all by myself. Oh, it was... Fantastic. And so I feel like I've had a little bit of a vacation, but I had to drive four hours this morning, which is a little bit hard. Um, But I will talk about it a little bit more. But one of the things that made the drive um, incredible was I just finished listening to Matthew McConaughey's book, Greenlight. (laughs) And it's a memoir. And I my eye makeup's a little messed up because I cried at the end of it. It is. Oh, my God. It is, and not out of like, uh, out of inspiration. It is. Wow. It is a must read. And the first couple of chapters, I do need to warn you. Um, Violence. Kevin and I, uh, triggering in some ways, because it does talk about his um, teenage years. And he comes from what he calls outlaw uh, logic, which is that his family is from Texas. And the way that they uh, parent is very what I would consider harsh and abusive, but he mm-hmm. actually addresses that later in the book and says, I realize that for some of you, that's not how one parents, but I need to assure you they love me as much as they, you know, were forcible with me. But it is, uh, I've always really respected this man. And then hearing their story was just mm-hmm. like, wow. And just, it's not just like, you know, some people it's like a self aggrandizement about, but it, he like gives you along the whole way. He'll give you like, he calls it prescriptions for life. And so I've got some of those that I would love to share later. Prescriptions. You know, and he, and it's great. Cause it's Matthew McConaughey. You find out why he said, all right, all right, all right. It's like the coolest thing. I didn't realize there was an actual reason why. No he spoilers, said, Sarah. Don't I know, spoil guys. it. Get the book. Anyway. So I'm, I'm kind of in this like very, I've got my note pad out to work on my creative endeavors because I feel this like massive inspiration after hearing Mm. someone being very inspiring. So come through. That's that's how I'm coming to this moment. What about you? How are you coming to this moment? How the hell are you doing? Oh, how am I coming? I'm coming pretty well. Like, um, you know, my Monday was absolutely fucking terrible. And just kept getting worse. It It just got worse and worse and worse. And by the end of it, I was laughing about it. I was just like, you know what? Let me just, I'm going to microdose and I'm going to chill and I'm going to just watch Legendary, which is my new favorite show on HBO. It's about the ballroom scene. 
It's the first ballroom competition on mainstream television, and it is absolutely phenomenal television. RuPaul, she's coming for your Emmy, just letting you know. I also just need to let you, uh, those of us straighties out there that are like ridiculous and sometimes don't know things, ballroom is not ballroom dancing. Ballroom is not ballroom <laughs> dancing. No, 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 not. Uh, it is a form of dance and it's very elegant. And it's also, um, if you haven't watched the uh, documentary Paris is Burning, go stream it on Netflix so you can learn what it is. That's on my uh, post-it note right here to watch uh this afternoon after it's I so finally good. turned my taxes in. Girl, I'm not. I mean, I've sent my. I know how much I owe. They're just not. They're going to get it in installments, just like they're getting my taxes from 2019 in installments. So. So you had the very. You had the most Mondays of all Mondays, and yeah. then you made it better by watching a show that you loved. And then Tuesday, I just allowed myself to come back. I was just like, all right, I'm ready to work, and I kind of suspended my expectations and. Once I did that, everything started flowing. It's everything was a lot more time consuming than I thought it was going to be. Like planning the tour, con- confirming things, people canceling, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So like tons of moving parts. It's all been fun, and at the same time, my brain. I have to turn off my brain by five thirty, six o'clock every day. I don't let myself work past work hours, um, even when I have things left undone. Um, because period, um, I have to, I have to, I have to have that barrier. I'm really glad, uh, that you said that because I've been thinking about as I move into doing some freelance stuff and I move into what's going to be a non scheduled life. Mm -hmm. Um, and in many ways, my career has been sort of non scheduled, which meant I just worked all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, you got to plan when you're going to work and plan when you're not going to work. Yes. And I, and the labor of, um, creative work for those of you out there who are in the creative fields, there is like a, it's a labor where you use your brain all the time Mm -hmm. and you have to recognize that sometimes that thinking is actually work. And so how can you put it away? Um, it's just gonna, I'm really excited to try to instill it, like do some practices. So how do you like end your day so that you can say, okay, brain, do you move from one space to another? Usually. So I am fortunate enough to have a co-working space that I'm a part of called Switchyards, mm-hmm. hashtag non-spawn. Uh, it's in Atlanta. They call it the Atlanta work. It's an Atlanta work club. So basically I have access to like three co-working spaces all over town, internet, coffee, and a place to plug in. And everyone is there to work. No one's there. Like I can see people. I'll say, hey, I've got like, I have my work husband, Walter, who I have known. We actually, I, we started a, a house church together back in the day. So that's how far back. If you're going to start a house church, it's going to be with Walter. Someone named Walter. Yeah, he's also so tall and has beautiful curly brown locks and a dog who is named Hamilton. A golden doodle named Hamilton. So that was one of the disappointments of Monday was that you tried to bring your dog to work. I I wasn't mad. I was just disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that was a frustrating part to you. So we made it to the end of the week. Um... I'm feeling really good. I announced my tour earlier today Ooh. on Instagram. I'm coming through um, Austin, Dallas, Flagstaff, possibly Phoenix. Denver is still iffy. San Diego, LA, uh, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, uh, Minneapolis, possibly Chicago, uh, Columbus, Nashville. And then we're going to end things at in Atlanta. Right here in my hometown. 
And I'm going to join you for as many of those dates as I can. I'm excited just to be, I just, I'm just so excited for this whole tour. I think you're going to do fantastic. And it, and I think it's interesting. You planted a seed with this idea of wonder for those of us who are going to be sharing space with you on mm-hmm. stage. And um, I, I don't find it, I don't think it's um, just a coincidence that I picked up this, like I, I downloaded this audiobook like a month ago and mm-hmm. I just haven't given myself time to listen to it. And I don't find it a coincidence that as I'm like working through what mm. wonder means that I would listen to a book that was filled with wonder. Mm. Come on somebody. I know guys, you got to go to this tour and buy merch. That's the other thing that you did. I love that. Like your weeks when you're like, yeah, everything, whatever, you still have the time to create an entire like clothing line. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the, like, it's yeah. It, I mean, here's the thing about someone who's like a, a former high achiever is that I do, I know like people look at me as like, Kevin, you know, you do a lot, right? And like, yes, I do know that I do a lot. And the ego self likes to tell me that it's still not enough. You didn't accomplish mm-hmm. it. I was like, actually, you like, I, I look at the, I look at the data. What did I get done today? I secured two different spots. Um, I took a nap. I... You know, I, you know, I did my work. You know, I had, a, I, had a, I had two, I had two calls with two different clients. Um, I built out two websites or two website pages. Like, you know, it's, it, I have to remember that, yeah, like, though my work does not look like other people's work, it is still work. Yes. I love it. I love it. Um, oh, and also somebody wants me to do a book tour or a book, uh, a book signing at their church at the end of the month. So like. In Atlanta? Yes. That's amazing. That is amazing. Look at God. Look at God. That is something that uh, Dr. Robin says all the time. Look Mm. at God. And it makes me laugh really hard because then we all look to the sky as if God is in the sky. Ah! Not not any of our theologies, but it's just funny when it's people completely stopping us. (laughs) That's because we are all, we're all such, we're just gospel people. You know what I'm saying? Just very pure. Well, I mean, that's true. Um, I would love to hear what your grievances are for this week. Okay, so now it comes to the point in the show where we're gonna uh, we're gonna turn in. We're gonna move into a time called the airing of grievances, which is the part of the show where me and Sarah air our grievances. Um, and you can air some grievances too if you want in the comment section. Yeah, if you have a grievance, um, if you're watching this and you're just like, you know, what? I would like to participate in this conversation, and we hope you do. Please put a comment over there uh, in the comment section. And And airing our grievances again, remember, this is all the stuff that your aunts do, aunts that Mm -hmm. you actually have that are beloved. They will um, shoot the shit with you. Then they're going to tell you what they don't like and like. And then, you know, they're going to answer your questions. And so that's Mm -hmm. what we do weekly. So this is why we are going to air our Mm -hmm. grievances. Sometimes it's news. Sometimes it's news in the world. Sometimes it's news in our life. Sometimes it's it's little things. Sometimes it's petty things. Sometimes it's very important things. We have many vast opinion we we contain multitudes as it were we contain multitudes so um do you want to begin i have i have a list i have one two three four five six things (laughs) six grievances and i I want and i wonder i wonder how many are going to overlap why why don't we start with one we'll go one and one and one does that work yes okay um so my first grievance uh that i would like to talk about is internet trolls Okay. Because um, <laughs> for the first time, you actually had somebody like say something had, fucked up on your page. Oh, I've had it before, but usually I delete it. Um, 
This time I didn't delete it. And I'm not quite sure why until I did a little bit of inner work. And I think I didn't delete it because this person made a comment about um, how women were um, becoming feminist because they were rather than be in and work out and then lose weight. It's easier to be a feminist on social media than to lose weight and work out. And <laughs> that makes um, no fucking sense whatsoever. It makes no fucking sense. And so at first I thought it was like a weird bot. And then I realized <laughs> it, hit, it hit me in a weird place because it, it made me think about how much this person, whoever they are, we'll call them the golden gate bridge. Cause they're <laughs> their profile. Picture the fucking the golden, golden gate, gate bridge. bridge troll. Yeah, that troll lived under that bridge. That troll is under the Golden Gate Under the bridge, bridge, tweeting, like, on Instagram, talking to you, just like, you know. Back and forth. Back and And forth, back and forth. But it made me think about how much, like, we as people are often asked to, like, Mm. fit into something, fit into a body standard and all this sort of stuff as if that, and you get to decide what feminine is? No, thank you. Also, those things have nothing to do with each other. And then I. You know, so I wrote back, some other people wrote back, and they just kept going back and forth. And then they said something that gets to like the heart of why mm. um, I brought this internet troll up. They said diversity, um, something about you need to make space for diversity of opinion to someone who was like, this isn't oh. about that. Oh. Um, uh, and it was just one of those moments where I thought, I think the definition, I don't mind. I don't mind uh, critique when it is constructive, like mm-hmm. at all, actually. In fact, I I can feel when it comes from certain people, I'm definitely sensitive to it. But what I can't stand is you're making comments. Well, I don't know you and you don't know me. No. And so, yeah, that was my my whole point is like, if you don't know someone, don't make an Internet troll comment. I mean, also Stay just, under the bridge. Yeah. And that's the th- well, I mean, the thing is, like, he doesn't assume he because they they I'll say they. They mm-hmm. asked me, are you assuming my gender? And I was, because I made the comment, I said, and men would rather uh, say asinine comments on the internet to people they don't know rather than deconstructing why, blah, blah, blah. And they said, are you assuming my gender? I said, oh, no, I just was making a comment about men. <laughs> and, and that was the thing. It's just like, I was like, you're telling on yourself. You're telling yeah. on yourself that you don't know what you're talking about. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's one of these things where it's, it's a question of like, what is threatening you? And yeah. like, that's the thing. Yeah. I, was, I was like, what about me? And what about you is threatening to this person? Like, I don't even think like your comment, you were just talking about like, you know, being empowered as a woman and how you're just like very happy. Like if, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes. Yeah. I basically was just saying like, uh, I had just these two pictures. I had a uh, two books that were written about, um, and they're not scandalous guys. They're about women in church and just talking about how um, they've been unseen for so long. Like these mm-hmm. are like these are not really difficult. Not like, that these deep. are not. No, this is not like a. They, they weren't like really. This was this it. wasn't womanist midrash where they're trying to like no, destroy. No, this is the- not. This is not Doctor Will Gaffney, which I also think everyone should read. Absolutely. Um, this was but like this really was accessible, really easy stuff. Super. Ex- these are for me evangelicals just saying, hey, maybe we've been sold a bad story. That was it. And I was holding it up as I was talking about, and I made some joke about smashing the patriarchy. And this mm-hmm. was for me to support these young new authors. I wanted to support them. It's one of the gifts of being an author. You want to mm-hmm. like boost the other authors. Of course. And 
so it was definitely one of those moments where I was like, mm, buddy, know you're lame. Also, I don't follow you. You don't follow me. What are you doing? Like, you what look at, you- like how, how did you find your way into this page? That's what I want to know. Like when, when bullshit comes on my page too, I'm just like, how did you find yourself here? Now, granted, I know that sometimes if I use the hashtag Christian, I'm going to attract those people. It's like, I kind of like that. So like, it's like, it's the, the balance of uh, how do I, you know, protect my energy mm-hmm. while also like letting people know that this isn't okay. And I, I had a, I mean, like, I know how, like, um, what's her name? Uh, the Nat Bishop from the Nat ministry. She's like, I do not engage. Delete block. Mm-hmm. Do not Some engage. Don't. And I was thinking about this. Like, I think I'm getting to the point where like, I want to be done with it a little bit. It's not as fun as it used to be. And if it's not fun, like, why am I doing it? Oh, see, what I love in this moment is um, however you guys feel about the Enneagram, I don't think it's prescriptive or whatever, but we just saw an eight and seven <laughs> happen. Like, uh, I like to engage it, but you know what? It's not fun anymore. I don't like to do anything that's not fun. It's true. And it's and it, what it is, is it is a honest reflection. And I want to say this for everyone. I think there is a couple of things that we can do, which is to realize who our work is for and who our work is not for. Ding, ding, ding. Um, and so my work is clearly not for this person. Uh, and so for for me, I think you can block and remove once you just go, hey, and that's not about editing. Because again, it's our personal space mm-hmm. and we that's are a- guarding our energy and we are saying my work is clearly not for you. I bless yeah. you and move on. Okay, that was mine. What's your first one? Um, uh, if you didn't know, JLo and Ben Affleck are getting back together. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw that and I was like, all right, work. Honestly, like maybe like they've both matured. Maybe they've become like their best selves. Maybe they are just truly ready to enter into like something mature. Cause like she's gotten her lifetime achievement award. He's Batman. Like honestly, power couple. IMO. Yeah. Uh, I love also how excited Jennifer Lawrence got about it. That was the cutest thing. <laughs> That's because Jennifer Lawrence was a child when they broke up. And like now she's like, oh my God, like it's possible. Mom love is po- back together. Love is possible, you guys. <laughs> so like, that, was, that, was, that was less of a grievance and more of just like, I am kind of excited about that. Um, that yeah, so I guess it's not a grievance at all. It's just like airing of something that I thought. So actual grievance, um, semi-serious trigger warning around war and violence um etc uh israel's apart yeah so yeah look at us matching up israel's apartheid of the pal of palestinians um if you're not keeping up with the news israel has been forcefully removing palestinians from the west bank and gaza and uh you know they invaded uh some muslims like throwing tear gas and throwing flashbangs and six people getting killed in their mosques during their holiest days of Ramadan. It's, and it's just like, and people are just like, no, you're being anti-Semitic against it. I'm like, you can say that what the government of Israel is doing is wrong. And it has nothing yeah. to do with Judaism. It has nothing to do with how I feel about my Jewish friends. It has everything to do with what I feel about a, a government political state. I think we have to, um, I want to invite... That's what I'll say. I want to invite people to really actually learn about the history of Israel because I think, um, and don't just learn it from your church. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, w- 
have had the pleasure of uh, both taking a class in Israel and then also teaching twice in Israel. Um, and part of that is engaging folks who are on both sides of the conflict or who grow, grew up in both sides of the conflict. Um, and it is this like very uh, difficult and woven and nuanced um, story. And it is not um, always what we see here because the U.S. has um, mostly shown that it sits on the side of Israel. Mm -hmm. And some of that has to do with World War II um, information and guilt and all that sort of stuff. So it's a, just, it's a really hard, hard thing. And I think you can both say, um, I support Jewish uh, folk and say, this is absolutely wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and there, it's just, you know, it is, it's disturbing. And it's disturbing how some people are responding to it too. Yeah. <sighs> What's yours? What's your next grievance? You got any more? I actually, that was like my other one. Um, Do you have a third one? I have one. Okay. Is it petty? You can be petty. This is a I safe space. I can be petty. So please know, guys, I'm leaving. I've been working in church ministry for the last... Uh, 27,000 years. Yeah. Yeah. 16 years, full-time ministry. 1,600 years. Yeah. 1,600 years. I use a great face cream. No. Um, Moisturizing I, daily bianche. So as we talk about all these things that are going on, like I have this like really difficult task that all of us do right now is to learn how to both and. So I have to be prepared to give a message and also um, kind of stay relevant to what's happening. It is not helpful for people to say, if your pastor doesn't talk on blah, blah, blah on Sunday, you need to leave that church. Hmm. In the time of COVID, friends, because some of us have had to write a sermon and record record it and whatever. And I think it's been so hard. <laughs> real talk, real talk, real talk. Real talk is like, I had, so somebody tagged me and he was like, our pastor always talks about things. And I was shit <laughs> because I recorded my sermon before something had happened. So all that to say is, I don't think we should do prescriptive things about, uh, necessarily about if it doesn't happen, then you need to. There are some obvious, like, yeah. if your church doesn't support your sexuality, then you should probably yeah. But and so, again, so I, yeah. Can I make an observation slash question? Um, I so this is coming from me as somebody who has said those things on Twitter, and still means mm. it. So this is what I this is what I would say is like, uh, if the critique doesn't apply to oneself, don't fucking worry about it. And so, because like, you know, because it's like you, Sarah, you know, you are out in these streets. You know that you're doing your best. Like you like, you know, you are a hashtag ally. People like, you know what I'm saying? Your drag name is an ally. A-N-N-E ally. <laughs> your drag name is an ally. No, like okay. I, I stole that from Brittany Broski. That's her drag name. Oh. Um. Anyways, so... What I would like, to, um, so like for me, like when critiques like that are coming from people who are hurting or like from people who are talking about, it, I think it's more just like for the churches who are actually still meeting on Sundays, for the people for whom it yeah. is relevant, because you're absolutely right. Like, so it's just like, if you had known, if you were live preaching from Zoom or something like that, you would pivot in a second, you know? Yeah. So it's like one of those things where just like, they ain't not talking to you. You know what I'm saying? I know. I, so maybe the uh, the message there is like, also know when your work is like just yes. being okay with it's okay. Like, there you go. Okay. This isn't my, 
we can, and when we have live prayer time, we will talk about Israel. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, that will be good. But I'm yeah. just laughing. Because mm-hmm. I was like literally driving and I was like, not another person. No, and that's this. the thing is like, as soon as we hang up here, something else is going to break and it's going, this is going to air on Monday and everyone's going to be like, what are they talking about? This was like four days ago. Listen, listen on Fridays. Come live to Fridays, everyone. Also, oh, please do. I just want to say hi to uh, the people in the comments. Um, oh, that's fun. Yeah. Like, um, like my friend M, she says, I love that idea about guarding your energy. Thanks, M. Yay. And there's Rachel who gave us a heart, which I love. And Colin who said, OMG, the three of us. (laughs) I don't know what that means, but yay. Yeah, Colin, Colin, what did you, what did you mean by this? What exactly did you mean by OMG, the three of us? You mean the Holy (laughs) Ghost? I'm just kidding. Um, Also, if you are watching this live, send this live stream to somebody. Little share button. Um, Okay, I've, I've still got a couple more grievances to get through. Are you ready for number? You go through them, yes. All mm-hmm. right, number three um, is one we roasted her last week, but you know why not roast her again? Caitlyn Jenner is a dick. Oh. Period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, well we're done then. Um, yeah, Caitlyn Jenner, um, as she was talking, like, uh, TMZ showed up um, and asked, like, you know, what do you feel about trans girls playing in sports? She says we have to protect our girls. I don't think trans girls should be playing in women's sports. And this is, like, Caitlyn Jenner has played in professional, like, in women's golf tournaments. As a, like, as a woman. And she's also saying trans women shouldn't play in women's sports. Like, make it make sense. And, I can't. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's like, and so I'm also going to bring up in the same breath, so like, two things, you know, different person. Liz Cheney got ousted from her position in yes. the GOP. And... For just speaking up against Donald Trump and not willing to, you know, perpetuate the lie that the election was stolen. We love that. And also to get that position, she definitely sold her gay sister out pretty much and just be like, yeah, I still I don't support gay marriage. I don't support same sex marriage. And so it's just like so you abandon your sister to get power. And then the people in power, when they were done with you discarded you because you were no longer useful to them. And I just want to say, Caitlyn Jenner, that is what the GOP will do to you. Um, period. You're not like, and the thing is just like, and I don't mean to sound horrible or mean or anything like that, but just like the GOP is the people in power are white, cis, straight men, conservative men. It's always going to be that or it, and then until it's death, if you are a woman in that party, if you are a person of color in that party, if you're a trans person or a queer person who's a part of the GOP or identifies as a Republican, they do not love you. And they will use you and prop you up as, look at us, we've got the right kind of person here, until you are no longer useful to them. I feel like that can be said, honestly, for a lot of politics and uh, Democrats as well. Oh, 100%. Hey, as a, as a card-carrying Democratic Socialist, I absolutely agree. Yeah, I think there we have to just believe that it's a system and a system will always take care of a system first. 100%. Um, so you need to pay attention with systems. What you need to pay attention to is what is the what's the fruit of the spirit? <laughs> what what is coming out of it? Hello. Is it supporting me? Is it for me? Mm-hmm. And I think people don't spend enough time critiquing policies and programs and things like that. And you have to. Mm-hmm. So, Caitlyn Jenner um sucks to your ass, Mar. Liz Cheney <laughs> sucks to suck. Um, last 
<laughs> um, it's a grievance and then a question. I guess actually this is my question and this is a question we can have for the audience too. Uh, coming up coming up next for the question segment. Um, so two things. Uh, and I'll also I'll check the email inbox real quick. Uh, one, Mark Driscoll is apparently being accused of cult-like practices and spiritual abuse again. Shocking, no? Wait, by what? <laughs> How can it be again if it never stopped? Hello, somebody. But like, apparently, let me just pull up what this what this Article says. Said. Yeah. So let's see. Here's the thing. I believe that people can change. I really do. But oh, one hundred percent. People have to go through a, a process of restoration and they have to go through like a truth and reconciliation time. And but if you never man, apologized, if you never, never apologized and you never repented, can there be forgiveness? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. You I know, mean, for uh, yeah, and you're continuing to do harmful things. So he has this movement um, of churches called That's one a- of the. Well, like he's like his church is the Trinity Church. It's in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, this is what the article reads. Reads uh, it says Mark Driscoll is once again being accused of bullying, intimidation, and spiritual abuse. Only this time, the former disgraced Mars Hills pastor apparently has no elders to rein him in, and his tactics have grown more cult-like. Uh, simply because their teenage son kissed Driscoll's teenage daughter, Angelo and Catherine Manuel say their family was kicked out of Driscoll's The Trinity Church in Scottsdale, Arizona. The church pressured other families to shun the Manuels. The couple says that even fi- they even filed charges with the police against the Manuels for threatening communication. Um, wow. And apparently, yes. like this, um, it says like they're treated like royalty and it's fucking wild. So... I mean, I'm not surprised. Mm-mm. Um, it's also I, I love so again this book that I love so much. Uh, Matthew McConaughey says, "Unbelievable" is a word we stop. We have to stop using. It's believable. Yes. Right. Hello. Because you know what? You better doable. come on, Gospel of Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> McConaughey. Um, which, by the way, tell you should tell our listeners why you said you couldn't um, listen to the book. I can't listen to the book. I can read it eventually when I have time, but I can't listen to it because Matthew McConaughey's voice is too sexual. It's too powerful. <laughs> I would, it, it's I, pretty. Like, mm-hmm. like what if I'm walking around the grocery store listening to it and I'm wearing like some loose fitting pants that then reveal a ginormous <laughs> phallus erect. <laughs> I don't want to say another word and get demonetized later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, all I'm going to say there is that this behavior is completely believable. Yeah. This is not. Why do you think I wear skinny jeans? It's because I'm horny all the time and I got to keep it tight. What? No, I was talking about not your behavior, Mark Driscoll's behavior. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) unbelievable. (laughs) Sorry. No, I've, I think it's completely believable because yeah. I think it's until you work on your character, it's in character. This oh, yeah. person, it's he's completely and, doing and, exactly what we thought he would. He is like he is that girl we knew he was. You know, it's kind of like that. Um, they have video now of the uh, I'm gonna, Green Senator Green, and that's her last name, right? Oh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Green in Georgia. Yeah, you see her harassing OC on video. Yes, like, I did. Yeah, I her. Woo. 
And I just think, you know what, like, again, you have to look at the fruit of that. Like what you're making an angry, hateful and immature sounding person. Like it was very like, it was like you would hear a little kid yelling on a playground and then you would go and tell that kid, Hey, your behavior is inappropriate. And like, here is a child acting out. And like, sometimes that's... it makes me want to yell, like who hurt? <laughs> no, like, and that's the thing is like all of these, I mean, we were childish. It's because like they did, uh, it's very obvious. They did not progress past that point in communication style or communication ability. Like, and I don't even mean, let's not even try and, mm-hmm. I'm not even trying to be shady. I'm just like, that's just observation. I mean, it's like me, like whenever, like I, you know, the other morning when I was freaking out or like having my little panic attack, I stomped up and down on the ground like a child because I had too much energy. But then once I recognized what was going on, I was able to change, you know, change, redirect and whatever. But these fully, there's, t- you, we all know these fully grown ass adults who a simple something will set them off into a spiral and they will act in ways that seem like are you 33 or are you three you know are well, you 42 or are you two? a really good point so your behavior that you had that you felt you felt it in your body you had a reaction but you weren't having it at work hello and you were and you were only affecting you mm-hmm. we have all guys our brains we know this it goes into our primary brain um as mike calls it our lizard brain. it's like literally mm-hmm. our like behaves like fight or flight or, or amygdala like paralyzed. Yeah. It, right. in, you know, and that's where our brain goes to. So it's not that her instinct towards that is, it's that no one holds that instinct accountable. So that this whole idea of like, if I were to behave like that at church, when people like people do guys, people at church be letting me down. And I don't like all of a sudden just like throw a fit. I would lose my job and people would stop following me. Exactly. Would be the hope. But Mark Driscoll, and MTG all mm-hmm. have people who are like, no, that's the way the behavior should be. I, I like them because they're raw and authentic. And I like, like them because they're strong and they're, they don't, they don't compromise on the gospel. They don't compromise on the gospel. <laughs> they don't compromise on the gospel. They don't even have the gospel. Like you, like they don't, I don't think they've ever heard the gospel. The gospel is good news. It's not supposed to be something that you throw at people. Yeah. Like, like it's that scene in fucking. Um, oh, what is that? Hold on. Someone knows. Put it in the comments. Save. Throws the Bible. It's saved. Save. This is not Mandy, a weapon. That's what. Many more. Oh, how many youth camps did I use that clip for? Too many. Is the oh, answer. my God. Do you know what? Uh, at one of my. <laughs> so I was giving a presentation at QCF and I used that. But like I the you know technology is technology it never wants to work properly in person and so like i had the clip playing on screen but i didn't have any sound but because i love that movie so much i have i have it memorized and so i just i just talked it the whole time as it was going and i said so this is the part there's music um right now the x-files music is playing and they're coming up and they're grabbing her they're throwing her. There's a struggle sounding. She's saying things just like, you know, be gone, demon you of evil. You were your own closed caption. I was my own closed caption. And on top of that, we also had a uh, ASL interpreter who was going very fast, almost as fast <laughs> as I was talking. So truly magical, miracle experiences. Okay, but I made so it work. I had, 
my sorority little sister, uh, one of my sorority little sisters, she we knew she had had too much to drink because we would be able to say um, a league of her own. We would just say, hey, a league of her own. And then she would quote her favorite scene from a league of her own. And she would be one character and then turn and do the other character mm-hmm. and then do the other character. And by the end of it, like if we're going somewhere and we're all in a limo or whatever it would be, we would all just be or like we would go to these sorority parties and buses. They would bus us um, to keep us safe. Oh, that's kind of nice. And she would just like start on the league of her own. And that's how we knew it was time to take her home. <laughs> like as soon as she could do that whole quote. And then it's funny because people have tells, don't they? Mm-hmm. That when you know they're, because people will often claim they're not drunk. So are you drunk? Uh, are you quoting a league of her own? You are drunk. Mm. What's my tell? Wait, what's your tell? You just broke up. What's my tell when I'm drunk? Oh, you just tell people you're drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I am my own tell. You are your own tell. I am not. I am not a mysterious person. There are two things I'm looking for opinions on uh, right now. So two things. And you can answer in the comments if you're watching this live. Um, and also, if you have questions about anything, relationship, spirituality, please just enter it in the comments. Or uh, if you have my number, you can text me. Or uh, you can... I mean, I do have one question from the text line. It's very, very simple. And then I just have one from my own personal life, um, which I'd like to pose to everyone. Um, the CDC said yesterday... Um, that if you are fully vaccinated, you no longer have to wear a mask indoors, outdoors, any places. If I'm cor- if I believe that correctly, what I heard is that what you heard? If you heard, yes, that is what I heard. And um, I didn't. Be- I still. It's I don't um, unbelievable. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey would say no. I'm just kidding. Um, I think, yeah, that's exactly what I heard. But it has been very. Here's does it make you uncomfortable? Um, a little bit. Like it's like because like the other day I thought like the whole thing was just like we're trying to get to herd immunity, and if we don't get to herd immunity, like all these variants are gonna come through and spread again, like which is still a very real possibility. Right. So then my question is if you live in an area where people won't get vaccinated, which by the way, like uh, I just had heard a scary um from the south, heard a scary statistic of uh someone working in a medical institute uh, telling me that their staff only has 20% of their staff will get the vaccine, only 20%. So that is like risking all of your patients, which, okay, how obviously we already know people who listen to this podcast are going to be the people who would get vaccinated. So then the question then becomes, how do we know someone's vaccinated? Because like, I guess I don't know if the microchip they put in us, if it scans or not. I yeah, don't I don't know if the 5G works with every phone or if it's like Bluetooth. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know how it works. Or like, does it like open like when I go to Stagecoach? This is me giving weird flex, but I just said I'm giving weird flex, so I gave it away. But, um, mm. you know, when I go to Stagecoach, because my friends are sound people, um, mm. and I get to like just walk through the gates because of the special wristbands we have. Mm. Is that what it's like because of our special like thing they implanted in us. Mm-hmm. Now we can just go wherever. I just feel like I'm still not going to be comfortable because I'm not going to think people are vaxxed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause that's the thing is like, 
apparently like you know one can still carry the virus even though it's like not active in their body and you can accidentally pass it on to somebody who has pre-existing conditions and can't get vaxxed for whatever reason um like here m says um that she's kids in, not being in the, able to get vaxxed exactly it says my kid's not old enough to get vaxxed so what the fuck cdc that's a very good point um Rachel is also saying, um, I've heard the same about vaccinated people not needing to wear masks, but our companies haven't changed their policies. We're still wearing masks. And that's the places I'm seeing like most of the like the time. Like, And I'm also like, if the grocery says keep a mask on, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think there's like grocery stores, restaurants. Um, and it's also we're learning more about the virus. People are like, why does the CDC keep changing their rules? It's because they're getting more and more experiments. So mm. it's interesting because the same people out of one side of the mouth will be like, they're changing their rules. So clearly they don't know what they're doing. And then they're like, but they haven't done enough experimentation to know what they're doing. And like, that's how this thing works. But OK. Yeah. Um, it's called science. Yeah. It's like it's just like <laughs> new information leads to new conclusions they're giving to us. I assume the best way to know. And also that information can change. So, like, I, the thing I'm anticipating is, like, I don't want to get my hopes up that this is going to last long, you know? I, the no masks? Yeah, I, I mean, I hate Also, to... can I just for a minute? No, you can't for any minute. Yes, you can. Please. Yes. Um, admit that there's a little part of me, oh, how do people think this? There's a little part of me that's self-righteous and wants every like, I want to have a mask on so people know I'm one of the good people. <laughs> someone else told me this, someone else told me this earlier today. I don't want to be cons- considered like a an anti-masker because they're not wearing a mask, even though the CD says C says we're not we don't have to wear the masks anymore. I know, I know. I I personally don't. I just I don't care how people perceive me. I just want people to feel comfortable around me, you know. Right. And you know, I was safe. walking. Yeah, I want people to feel safe around me. I want people to know like that's all right. So. I don't know. I, I love. Thank you, people in the comments for saying you too. I know that and I'm not sure if you guys on different. So I know some people said they could only see three people on. So it might be what medium you're watching it on. You can. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they can only see those comments. No. Um, but no, a lot this of people might just are be saying on, they might just be on YouTube because that's where all the comments are coming from. Yeah, you're reading my mind. Like you're relatable. Yes. Uh, th- thank you for people. A little salt. Mm-hmm. Which then is name. performative, and we should never be doing things for performative reasons unless you're performing i will always what if i want to perform i don't know (laughs) life is but a stage and we are but actors shakespeare you're welcome yeah he was really smart he had some things going on he and by she because a lot of people think his wife wrote most of his stuff (gasps) i mean i'm not shocked like men are terrible they've been stealing shit for forever okay i just said wife i don't know that it was his wife but Someone in his life that was female. Don't Not worry. his wife, but maybe someone in his life. Hmm. I'm trying to see if there's any, like, if there's, like, on something on YouTube or on Facebook I can see. Because it's supposed to be streaming live to Facebook, too. But I don't see it on Facebook. Hmm. So we'll have to check that connection later. Guys, um, again, we just are learning this, which is so fun because there's going to be so much more interactive stuff. Like week mm-hmm. to week, it's just gonna get better. So if you're listening to this later being recorded, um, guys, knock off work early on Fridays and join us here for your mm-hmm. favorite dance. I think you should. I absolutely think you should. Um, but that was like really like my question. And the other question I had from somebody says like, how do you deal with loneliness? And I, was, I said, I don't fucking know. I'm lonely myself. 
I smoke a lot of weed, honestly. Yeah, I I think that is a really important question for us to ask because I had this moment when I was at my friend's house the other night where I was like, this feels very connected and I'm trying to be very Mm. aware of how my body feels in moments lately. And I was like, I feel very connected. I feel very present. I feel all these things. And I was like, Oh, cause I felt the opposite of that lately. Mm. But I will say, how do you deal with loneliness? For me, it's being honest about it. Start there. Start there with honest myself and being honest with the people in my life and not it I know for me I feel like a burden when I tell people I'm lonely but to be able to be honest with myself and say you know honestly it's like we're always going to be by ourselves something else that uh Saint McConaughey said is like you go to bed you can go to bed with lots of people (laughs) you can go to bed with lots of people and then he's like and I have but you still are with yourself And Mm -hmm. uh, he's done all these different like life transition walkabout things that he does so that he can be fully with other people because he knows how to be by himself. And his point is like you are always Mm -hmm. by yourself. So sometimes loneliness is a disconnection from yourself. And sometimes it's the need to like get really like start to like your company. And yet also that doesn't mean you have to stay in liking your company. So some actual tangible things to avoid loneliness. I... I texted Kevin the sappiest text message the other day because I was working on my gratitude. I have a gratitude list that I keep and it is an app called gratitude again, not sponsored, but, um, but if you want you, to, you can, but sponsor. if you want to do gratitude, absolutely. Uh, it lets you write it. It asks a prompting question about gratitude every day and then you can keep photos in there and then it mm-hmm. just keeps a running diary of your gratitude. And it reminds you to do it twice a day for me anyway. So, I was thinking about how grateful and how much my life has changed over the last year because you and I talk daily and we don't just talk daily. We FaceTime daily, which multiple times, right? I'm realizing as someone who um, is just learning about their attention deficit disorder as an adult, um, I didn't realize how much I can be more present to you because you and I are looking at each other. Mm. So if you are lonely friends, you need to be looking at other people. Use your FaceTime machines. Use your Google Chat machines. Or now you can actually be with real people um, with if real you're faces. vaccinated um, and be around people. I think that's the. I think you should also investigate too if some of this loneliness might actually be depression and sadness. Again, mm-hmm. um, I think those are really hard. Because someone who's experiencing actual depression, again, we are not healthcare professionals. We've just both gone to a lot of therapy. Mm-hmm. I've taken classes in it, um, but it doesn't mean I am. Don't use this instead of going and getting better health. Again, as per all of our advice, we are pastoral care professionals. We are not medical professionals nor mental health professionals, but we are professionally badass. <laughs> um, but we have stayed at a Holiday Inn. Uh, but there is, I think it's, it's really important to note that when someone is experiencing depression, they can't feel connected to other people. It's, it's almost impossible. Yeah. It's just like, um, it's hard. It's like, that's why you so have to I like, think, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think investigating what's the root of the, and being okay with like looking it in the face, looking, what is this loneliness? And then also I would invite you. Um, this is something a therapist I once had. They said, I want you to write a list of the times when you felt most connected to someone. Mm. And and like just like be as specific as you can. Like I felt connected to this person having dinner 
And it was this moment. And what it did, it was interesting is it changed my mindset about like being really aware of when we feel connected to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I wrote you that sappy text message about how, like, I feel like it's been absolutely life-changing for me to have someone in the midst of all this that I know I'm checking in with every day. Cause sometimes, especially as someone who lives alone, um, I, sorry, Tenor, I don't live alone. I have a dog. Um, Dogs don't I, speak English though. It's different. It's true. Uh, I think that it is really easy for us to get, you know, really into our heads and alone and feel lonely. And we need some opposing voices, um, voices that are willing to be with us. And and also like yeah. to both hold space and also to speak back to your bullshit. You know, we need mm-hmm. both. A balance. Yes. Balance. What do other people do for um, staving off loneliness? People who are watching live. I want, I want to know. What do you do, Kev? To stave off loneliness. Well, I don't, I don't try to stave off loneliness. I just note it because loneliness is just, it's just showing me that I'm, it's just a feeling. I'm not afraid of it anymore because it comes and goes like every other feeling. I know it's not going to last forever. Um, And when I am feeling lonely, my next question is always, um, what do I, what am I going to do to make myself feel better? Because, and how do I make myself feel better in my body? Not just because like mm. a lot of people are like, oh, I can meditate. I can get, they think that happiness and comfort is a mental exercise. It's not always a mental exercise. A lot of times it's a physical exercise. And so mm. I think, okay, do I need to, first of all, to go through my self-care checklist. Am I, have I eaten? Have I taken my meds? Have I reached out for people? If I need people, do I need to drink some water? Um, it's like, okay, so I've done the self-care things. What would make me feel good? Maybe I should make a delicious meal. Maybe I should go sit in the sun. Maybe I should smoke a J. Maybe I should, mm, I don't know, think um, about poetry. I don't know. Maybe I should just like binge and watch some television. What is going to make you feel good? And I'm not saying like, yeah. you know, if, if your thing that makes you feel good is like super destructive, like mm, I'm just going to go do some meth. Mm, maybe not. Maybe think like, because you know, like if your habit is super duper destructive, because that's another thing, like uh, if your habit, like, alcoholics will say like, you know, like if that thing is causing you to destroy your life and the lives of those around you, maybe don't do that. Maybe ask for help. Maybe because that me that tells me if you're at that point, you haven't done the first five things. You haven't done gone through your self-care checklist. If you are, because that's the thing, just like it's, uh, it's never, it's never an excuse. Like, you know, if you go into excess and you get drunk because you're sad, Sure. Not a great thing, but also don't beat yourself up that you got a little drunk. You know, it's like if and just like be really honest with yourself, like, you know, if it's severely causing you distress and dis-ease and discomfort in your life, then maybe talk to somebody about what it might look like to get sober. I have plenty of sober friends who are the most incredible people and do not miss it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, allow yourself a, a lot of space. times that behavior too is masking. So maybe it is masking loneliness. Maybe it mm-hmm. is masking the thing behind the thing. And I love Rachel's response that my first response to loneliness is always to find a dog to pet. Mm-hmm. Um, we joked earlier about tenor not being able to the things I have noticed. Cause I look over my gratitude list when I get into a hard place, I look over the list of things mm-hmm. um, is that I am so grateful that during this time I've had for me, having an animal has been just absolutely 
life-changing and, and life-giving um, mm. in that he has given me rhythm to my day. Again, it's like that pattern of we get up every morning and uh, we go for a walk. And it's like, I know that whatever happens the day before, we're going to get up and go for a walk in the morning and it moves mm. my body and it moves his body. And then at, in the evening, we go for a walk. And it's like these it's beginning and ending day, but I think it's been helpful to feel grounded and to feel, you know, as a, as a person who needs to feel purpose all the time. And sometimes that means overworking has been really easy. It's nice to have something that needs me to not be working all the time. I can't check my emails if I'm walking my dog. That's really good. I'm proud of you, Sarah. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you. I'm proud of you. It's getting close to, um, it's over an hour. Yeah. And um, I have to go. I'm actually going to get beers and, and hot dogs with a friend of mine at Red's. Um, I love that. So that's what I'm doing with my evening. What are you doing with your Friday night, Sarah? Um, I actually have got to record an intro to um, I'm pretty excited about this week's episode of Making Spaces. We mm. interviewed my like two of my best friends who are in the medical field, both people who chose the career after 35. So my best guy friend who was on um, this show before, and then my friend Crystal. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going to be doing that. And then I'm going to sit with my giant sticky note and come up with what I want my life to look like. Thank you, St. McConaughey. Yay. Um, (laughs) I am, yeah, I'm excited about the uh, things coming up this week. I am launching my summer cohort coven. Uh, I am uh, going on tour. You can get all that stuff at thekevingarcia.com and follow me across social media at thekevingarcia. Sarah, where do they follow you? You can follow me on all things social at Rev Sarah Heath. Um, and I'm really excited about the fact that I am seven weeks away from changing my life. Yeah. <laughs> every morning I wake up nervous, but I know that something new is coming and I'm excited about it. Every morning I wake up. <laughs> Nervous. <laughs> it's true. I wake up and I'm like, oh god. You have to, but I think that's good. I, I mean, listen. If you weren't nervous, it means you don't care. That's what. I'm Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Your Favorite Ants. If you want to send your questions, shoot us an email uh, to askyourfavoriteants at gmail.com. All submissions will remain anonymous, unless you want us to drag somebody in public for you. In which case, I mean, like, spill the tea. <laughs> So send us your questions on relationships, spirituality, politics, deconstruction, et cetera, et cetera, all the things. And you can follow me across social media at Rev Sarah Heath. You can follow me across social media at the Kevin Garcia. My website's thekevingarcia.com. Mine's revsarahheath.com. And this has been a podcast that's a part of the Irreverent Media Group. So follow them and all of our great stuff at irreverent.fm. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Make good good choices. I love you. I'll see you later. Bye. We're so proud of you. Oh, you're so proud of me.